how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. Diana, you look so goth and ravishing today. Oh, I thank you. That alluring necklace. I want one just like it. Did you make that? No, I did not. This is actually just a tattoo. I had this tattoo <laughs> last night. You did it yourself, stick and poke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Backwards in the mirror. You can tell if you look very closely that the flower is backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, you're not kidding. Okay, well, let's move on. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about something not funny at all. We're going to talk about something very tragic, very spooky, and very close to my heart because it took place in Chicago. That explains why it's tragic. (laughs) I was just thinking this morning, like, why did I ever move to Chicago? What a terrible... Aw, no, I loved it there. See, we both lived in Chicago. Well, kind of. You lived in Chicago. I lived in the middle of nowhere suburbs. (laughs) Diana lived in a town called Woodstock, which is northwest of Chicago. You can't really go northeast because then you'd be in a lake. I know Woodstock because I used to go to the DMV and the post office there because there were never any lines. (laughs) And you know Woodstock because you've seen the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day, which is where it was filmed. The only thing I was looking forward to living in this city was Groundhog Day. February rolls around. It's a normal Chicago winter. Bleh. Gray. Nasty. Gray snow. Yellow skies at night. Weird. I'm so excited I wake up on Groundhog Day. And I go outside. And there's 11 feet of snow outside. <laughs> there's these snow drifts that are taller than my damn house. And I'm like, I bet... I bet these Chicagoans are not frightened at all. I bet they're still going to go on with the Groundhog's Day celebration as planned. So I very slowly slog my way through this insanely deep snow. There are people like cross-country skiing down my street. And I slog my way all the way to the town square. Nary a soul in sight. 11 feet's a lot, even for Chicago. Anyway, speaking of Chicago, Diana, have you ever heard of the SS Eastland? guessing it's a boat it is a boat it is a steamship and it is the single greatest tragedy loss of life in the history of chicago it beats out the chicago fire it beats out death alley it beats out the saint valentine's day massacre this was tragic and of course as you can imagine there's a lot of ghosts associated with the area in which the Eastland went down. So, gather round, boils and ghouls. Let me tell you a story. (laughs) This is going to be tragic. So, the Eastland was a steamship built for leisure purposes. 
This boat traveled from the Chicago River out into Lake Michigan and would take people on day trips through the shores of Lake Michigan and Indiana. And it was a way for people to get out and have a little cruise on the lake. If you have ever seen the Great Lakes, you know that they're massive. They're pretty great, yeah. They would be seas if they were saltwater. That's how big they are. Walking down the beach at night, it feels like you're in a calm spot on the ocean, but when you put your feet in it, it doesn't feel like the ocean. It feels very gross. So the Eastland, that was its job. It was just the ship. And it was not built very well from the get-go. It was always having some problems, like tilting back and forth. It was first launched in May of 1903. It was known as the Speed Queen of the Great Lakes. But it was having some problems. It kept falling over. (laughs) It just wasn't built very well. And it was constantly being retrofitted and things moved around and trying to fix its issues but it was it was kind of a rocky ride and it changed hands quite a bit it ended up being sold in 1906 and again in 1909 and then again in 1914 where it was sold to the final owners while it still retained the name of Eastland shortly before the tragedy that we are about to talk about. The Western Electric Company, located in Chicago, had thousands of employees and wanted to do something special for them. Team building. And Mm -hmm. so they were going to offer a picnic to the employees and their families. And because this is 1915 in Chicago, this may have been like the highlight of their year. They didn't really get to take vacations very often. So the Western Electric Company was like, we are going to take you out on this boat and we're going to take you to a picnic on the shores of Lake Michigan and then we'll bring you back. Well, you know about something boat related that happened three years earlier in 1912. Oh, so people were maybe a little hesitant. No, they weren't hesitant. No? There were new laws in place. Oh, the the general public didn't care. We're going out of the Chicago River. It's not like we're crossing the Atlantic by an iceberg. It's not an ocean. There's no icebergs. And for those of you that haven't seen the movie, I'm talking about the Titanic. (laughs) I haven't seen the movie. (laughs) That came out shortly before this event. What happened was Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, signed a law into place saying that boats had to have lifeboats on them. A certain number, which you would think would have made this Eastland safer. But what they think happens is the additional weight of the lifeboats actually made it less stable. Too safe. And lifeboats are no good if people can't get to them, if they're trapped under the deck. Ooh, this doesn't sound like a pleasure cruise to me. 2,500 people climbed aboard this boat. I know people like to blame the Western Electric Company and say, oh, they were shoving too many people on the boats. They were trying to save money. They had actually commissioned several boats to take people out. They weren't trying to pile all of them on one boat. Everybody wanted to be on the first boat because it was the first one to go out. So everybody was trying to get on the Eastland. Oh, no. The boat capsized before it even left the dock. Oh, well, you would think that they'd just swim back to shore. If they could get out. If they could get out. We're talking 2,500 people. That's a lot of people on a boat, yeah. 
So, yes, tragedy struck. The Eastland listed and fell over. Some reports say it happened while it was still tethered to the dock. Some say it went out a little bit and it listed back and forth a few times and they were able to upright it. And then one final one and it went over. It's a little murky. I wasn't there. So the Eastland capsizes. People are under in the hull. Some people were able to escape through the portholes because it was still in the river. And if you've ever seen the Chicago River, you know it's not very wide. It's about 20 feet deep. There were a whole lot of craftsmen and journeymen and people from other factories and unions and things along the shores that saw this happen. So, of course, huge numbers of people with welding tools and hammers and all sorts of skilled people with that know how to use these things are there trying to cut into the hole and rescue people. That's convenient. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. Police started diving down and retrieving bodies. 844 people died. It was either from drowning or suffocation. Those people were families. It was children, parents, grandparents, 22 families, completely wiped out. As you can imagine, it's very haunted there. Well, the Chicago River now, this little section of river, is, as you can imagine, quite built up. There are restaurants and street performers and clubs and shopping all along both sides of the river. And there's a river walk, a beautiful stroll that you can take with your loved one alongside the river. Bridges, beautiful bridges that go over the river, all right next to where this crash, this tragic sinking happened. So as you can imagine, it's very common for people dining along the shore of the river and the beautiful outdoor dining that some of those really expensive restaurants have to look out into the river and see a body floating in the river. Whoa. Or to hear somebody and see splashing and arms waving above the water. Help! Help! Oh no. Oh dear. Rumor has it the police received so many calls for bodies in the river that they just stopped responding because no one was ever there. That's a rumor. I don't know if it's true. If you're a police officer in Chicago, please let us know if that's the case. That many bodies. As you can imagine, the morgue was completely overrun. Oh, yeah. Of course, they had to use nearby buildings as morgues. Basically, you just got a knock on the door. It was evening. Your family was sitting around the dinner table. You opened the door and they said, how many bodies can you fit in your parlor? Well, no, it was businesses, thankfully. Businesses, okay. Specifically, the Reed Murdoch and Company building. It's very recognizable. It's on the shores of the river. It has this big clock in the middle of it. It's very haunted. People who work there report footsteps... They will hear people walking down in the halls. They will see people in the elevator. They will see the lights flickering on and off. But even more famous, another building nearby that was used as a morgue was none other than the building that later became Harpo Studios. 
Oprah Winfrey. She filmed in Harpo Studios. It's not there anymore. Oh. It's since been demolished and made way for McDonald's headquarters. It was too haunted? Yeah, actually. Really? Uh, it was very haunted. Wow. In fact, Oprah herself called one of the ghosts the Grey Lady. Okay. Who would wander through the halls. I think they even called it on camera at one point. She even did several episodes dedicated to the Eastland disaster because it was so much a part of her show. She had some of the ghosts. A lot of the people working in the studios would hear children running up and down the halls. When I lived there, it was still, ah, it was still extant, the studio. And it was considered to be one of the well-known haunted locations in Chicago. I never went into it because I was never on Oprah. Guess that ship has sailed. Oh, wait, too soon. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> Diana, Becky, what did you think? That was terrifying. <laughs> I hate team building exercises, and now I hate them even more. Right? Right? I'm having a pretty spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnik and Diana Doty, and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via livestream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb, a hideaway for treasure, a portal into another dimension? Maybe it's aliens. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's Basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com basement.